In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks, where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Hey, welcome to another episode of Fred Talks, a catalyst for crucial conversations for the culture. I'm your host, Fred B., and today we got a heavy one, but thankfully our guest, Shawnee Brandon, knows how to add just enough levity to lighten the mood. So enjoy this first episode of a multi-episode conversation with Shawnee right after these ground rules. This probably doesn't need to be said, but of course, we're going to say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guests have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that their perspectives may change in light of information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's right. episode of so, Fred Talks. First lady. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> No, let you me start off wrong. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, but for real, I was telling my wife, like, man, I'm really excited, you know, to be having this interview. And um, I was trying to figure out, like, why am I so geek? And I think it's because everybody that I interview, you know, I, I rock with. I rock with them enough or I follow them enough to know I rock with them. I, I would like them. But um, I, there's still a little bit of mystery. You know, there's, like, genuine curiosity uh, for me to really want to probe and, and get to know them a little bit better. And so I'm excited tonight. Um, you know, it's an honor to have you on the show and I already know how busy you are. Well, I know a little bit, I know the little bit you share with us on social media. So I know there's always some other things vying for your attention and, uh, it took something for you to, for you to uh, pull up with me and I appreciate it. Okay. So, um, I, as I was preparing, I was like, you know what? When did I when did I get connected, get introduced to Shawnee and, and Gail? And uh, I think it was a uh, it was 2014. And the only reason why I know that is because I think that's when y'all started doing. That's right before y'all started doing the school, um, New Covenant. Uh, what is it? Yeah, Theological Center. So since mm-hmm. 2014, um, by way of Charles, mutual friend, and um, from then to now, I've been able to. To, to get some, some stats on you. So let me share what I, I have already gathered and what other people could gather just from scouring the internet. And then I uh, will <laughs> go from there. Okay. So it's clear that you are a family woman. Uh, mm-hmm. You and uh, Gail, you and Pastor Gail, y'all been married, uh, I want to say about a decade, because I know I'm, I'm a little bit behind y'all. What yep. is, it? is it coming up on 12 years? 10. I'm up on 10. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hey, I'm coming up so on you got uh, 11 then. Yeah. yeah all right. You got us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I know you're also an unapologetic daddy's girl. Um, oh, yeah. You're 
the mother of two gorgeous gear, girls, uh, you make sure, or they make sure that you stay on your P's and Q's. Uh, you, along with your husband, pastor, not just one church now, but two churches. Um, and I was joking in the beginning, but uh, you're not the first lady. You're actually um, one of the pastors of, of the uh -huh. churches. And, um, yeah. man, I, I so love that. I love that you own it. And we're going to get into that later. But, yeah, man, we're not going to try to little bro you when you're really big homie, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a hilarious blogger of prayers and punchlines which is mm -hmm. dope. Uh, you don't just write blogs, but now you got uh, at least one book out and you probably are going to throw another one out there. I, I would imagine because, because that one, that one was fire. That one was fire. Mm -hmm. So the first book is called a uh, high insecurity by insecurity. I think it was published a little mm -hmm. bit over a year ago. Yep. Um, you are a thrift fashionista mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> as well as a drop shipper. If I, if I'm connecting my dots correctly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of hats, honey. I mean, I know, man, it. I know yeah. sometimes like you, you, you in it real time. Do you ever step back? Like, man, I'm, I got a lot going on. Sometimes I feel like I should be doing more. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 the sitting down being still, I appreciate mm -hmm. it. But yeah. um, when it happens too much, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not doing something. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you know what? That I, that's probably because um, you know we're on the outside looking in, but you know, or at least you have a clue what your real potential is. So, just because you're doing, you're doing, you're, you're doing a lot, and you're being productive, don't mean you're being your highest. You're reaching your highest productivity level. Yeah. So that could be. I definitely agree. You are also um, a worshiper and singer, and I know you're not the type to drop names, but at least one name. I know, like you sang back up with uh, heavy hitters like Fred Hammond and some some other cats, mm -hmm. which you kind of you kind of allude to in your book too. So if people got the book or will get the book, they'll they'll pick up on that too. Um, yeah. Out of all of that stuff, all them stats, probably the thing mm -hmm. that I appreciate the most though is that you and I have a shared hatred for hearing people's chewing and smacking sounds. My God. Listen, <laughs> if you, I mean. It will completely take me out of the peace zone, and I just yeah. I think it's just gonna be like that forever. It could be, you know. I I thought about it like, man, where did this come from? And it's my mom. <laughs> mm. My Wait, mom sitting at she new. Listen, she would tear us up like all that smacking. You know, she she yeah. didn't let us do it. So we're all like hypersensitive to it except my brother that's under me mm. he still smacks to this day his son smacks and yeah mm. it's like it's the peeve it's my pet peeve for real okay so look um so dang i'm probably doing that to my kids then because they hyper aware <laughs> and other kids their peers when they out like the other kids don't be thinking about it and i feel like everything <laughs> they eat is crunchy <laughs> like we can't just get bananas and peanut butter and, and, and jelly you know, um, and so you know, I invested in earplugs. It's, it's it's bad. It's bad. I need to I need to figure it out. Um, but that's what I really appreciate about you. Um, out of all those other things, and I know you know the truth is those are just some highlights. That's not the summation of of who you are. And to that point, one of the things I like to do when I have guests on the show is uh, before we get into the product that they have or their profession and all that stuff. 
I like to still get in warm up to the person, especially if mm-hmm. people that, you know, rock with me, if we don't have the same mutual friends, it's going to be their first introduction to you. I want them to know who they're really getting. And so the way sure. I try to get you off guard though, is I want to <laughs> get that answer. I want to get that answer. You ain't prayed about. I want to try to get that one. You ain't edited yet. So I want to throw out an icebreaker question to try to try to ruffle your feathers a little bit. You Are you game Absolutely. for that? So, um, this is not the question I had in mind, but you mentioned, um, you know, how sometimes you feel like, man, I could go harder. I could be doing even more. So how do you relax? Other than, I mean, because, you know, you, you, you're a pastor, so people would assume you're going to say, you know, just some quiet time with the Lord and all that stuff. Aside from that, like, how do you unwind? Honestly, there's a couple things I do. The first thing is I go to the gym every morning. And um, I go like I I'm in there with the old people because mm-hmm. they don't they about business they're not in there to talk laugh nothing right. like when you're there at five thirty in the morning <laughs> it's it's we here to work out we're not talking yeah so I've had people like ask to work out with me including my husband Mm-mm. and I say no like I don't want to work mm-hmm. out with him I don't want to work out with anybody because it's literally the time that. I'm like settling my mind. Um, I'm very analytical, so I think a lot. Sometimes I overthink. Mm-hmm. So I usually spend that time kind of processing my thoughts and getting mm-hmm. like to a stable place mentally. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I do. Like I use the gym time to kind of have a little alone time. Yep. And I am huge on massages. Like, if there's right. anything in the world somebody can do for me, like if somebody buys me a massage, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like I love, love, love like having a massage, clearing my head. Um, yeah. you know, some some people would assume that it's shopping because I do like the fashion thing, that's not really it. It's yeah time for me um a big deal because it's rare. Right, right. When you have a family. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So when you're working out um, and you're getting your thoughts together, are you are you doing that still with music playing, or you you want it kind of quiet so you can kind of just zone out? Um. No. A lot of times I listen to like teachings. Um. You know, I listen to uh, different scientific videos, psychological videos. Like I like um. Really listening to science because uh. it tells a lot about the mind and about the body. Even a lot of the teachers are like atheists or agnostic, yeah. and they don't really know that they're revealing God. They, I mm-hmm. like that they use strictly facts. Yeah. And so, you know, I can use those facts and align it with what I know about God, and it's like mind-blowing. So a lot of times I'll listen to a lot of different things um, mm-hmm. to kind of, get a sense of direction for the day. Sometimes it's music, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm always listening to something. It's not always just like quiet time. The quiet time yeah. for me would be like if I'm in prayer where there's nothing going. Well, gotcha. Do you practice not meditation in the biblical sense like Joshua one nine and all that stuff, but uh and I'm not hold on, let me check my phone. I'm not I'm not saying that to be dismissive of it. But most people would hear meditation, knowing I'm talking to a pastor, and think like, "Oh, he's talking about meditating on the word day and night." Uh, that's great. Uh, that's rich. 
but I mean meditate um, in the other sense, like with an app, like guided meditation. Do you do, you do any of that? No, I don't. Um, I do do meditation in the sense of, for example, if I'm not really like controlling my thoughts and getting into a place where I've balanced everything that I have to do, I'm prone to anxiety. Yeah. And not anxiety like I've lost all control, but like anxiousness where it can make me feel like I don't really have control. Yeah. So it makes me edgy. It makes me short. It makes me not present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times my meditation is on organizing my thoughts and organizing, um, kind of putting everything in its place mentally. Sometimes things mm -hmm. happen so fast, you know, when you're yeah. juggling multiple things, you don't have time to process everything. So my meditation is kind of where I sit and process each instant where yeah. um, I put my mind, I take really control over my thoughts. And yeah. it takes practice to do that. Yeah. Like um, yeah. one of the things, um, that I've had said to me like multiple times in the last two years. And I didn't even really think about it until it was said to me, but I had two um, job reviews at two separate jobs and the both people put on the form. She's always so peaceful and calm. Like they marveled at it. One of my bosses mm. even asked me like, how do you remain so calm? Because I was around people that would be losing it. And yeah. I would always just have a sense of control. And yeah. I, I didn't really look at it as a quality that everybody didn't have. And so everybody kept saying the same thing, like she's always so calm. Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. because I got into a place where I know how to control and direct my thoughts, where I can mm -hmm. problem solve very quick. That's so it takes practice. It, it takes practice. Follow-up question. Um, okay, you're a pastor. Right. So you cannot. Here's the rule. You cannot give an altruistic answer. We already assume you and your husband are charitable. Right. So the question is, if you could have one superpower in the world, what would it be? But again, this can't be I cure the world of cancer and all this stuff. Like we 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 assume that about you. Don't give us a charitable something noble. It could be, you know, something you would indulge. And for yourself, something self-aggrandizing or whatever, you know, what, what would it be? Gosh, I, I'm tempted to say I'd like to see the future, but upon thinking about that, I wouldn't want that because then there would like be absolutely no excitement or journey in that. life. It, yep. it wouldn't be. I mean, you um, couldn't even talk to people, right? Because you'd be like, all right, no. all right what you Yeah. No, everything. <laughs> like, it just, I mean, it's, it's nothing fun after that. Um, uh -huh. I think my superpower, what I would like, is to be able to read people's minds. Would you? I, I would. Yes, I no would. Way. I would like, and I already, I already try to do it. It's a bad habit. Mm. Like, Gail be so mad. He'd he be so mad at each other. Like, and he thinks this, and they say, and it's like, I, I formulate all of this conclusion in a matter of two minutes, and he'd be so mad that I think I know what I'm talking about. 
but I actually am pretty good at reading people. I, I mm. am pretty good at reading people, but it is a bad habit in the sense that, you know, sometimes I do get ahead of myself, but I would like yeah. to read people's thoughts. I would. So where do you think that comes from? Now, well, first of all, I, I think women have a greater sense of intuition, though. So I think there's something to that. But when did oh, yeah. you become aware that you, and you know what, let me backpedal. I think women have a greater sense of intuition because I think it's out of necessity though, right? Like, Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They got, they, they can't just take some things for granted. They got to pick up on all these other cues. Whereas, you know, you put me in the same room, I might be naive to some things because, you know, uh, unfortunately I don't have some of the same unique challenges. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. but, um, when do you think you became active in that? Or when you became aware mm -hmm. that you're doing that? I would say, um, probably maybe like the second year into building my relationship with God. Now, I will say this. It is part of my gifting. Okay. Oh, yeah. It is okay. part of my gifting. Um, you know, God deals with me a lot of times in like dreams and visions and prophetically he'll, he'll mm -hmm. deal with me like that. And he mm -hmm. has for a long time. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with people that are prophetic, sometimes temptation is to think you know everything. Like, I'm, I'm just being honest. You think you yeah. read people, you know stuff and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I noticed I started doing it when I had different instances happen where you kind of like, oh, I don't want to think that. I don't want to feel that. But then you turn mm -hmm. out to be right. Almost like your gut. Everybody has yeah. a gut instinct that we ignore. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so why do you, why do you think I, we ignore it though? Why, why are you there? Why, why do you think that's, I don't, like it's I don't so think we're taught. I don't think we're taught enough about mm -hmm. our gut instinct. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, especially in the church, it's not taught at all. Nobody thinks about it, talks about it. It's not well, a lot church, of teaching. It's oh, more no. like, well, the heart is deceitfully in a bone fall. Who can know it? You can't trust your heart. You can't trust exactly. your gut. Exactly. <laughs> it, you're turned away from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't think we follow our gut enough. And I think learning, like going against it several times and getting burned yeah. is the thing that taught me to start kind of paying attention. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just being vulnerable, I've had moments where I was hurt or taken advantage mm -hmm. of. And yeah. when you when you experience those different things, you kind of go back to what did I ignore? You have to yeah. regret for ignoring certain things. So it can make you hypersensitive to trying yeah. to look for red flags, things like that. And I will be honest in saying that's part of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, when I start trying to read people or read situations, sometimes it's a mm -hmm. mixture of both. It's, it, it is mm -hmm. my gut, but sometimes it's me saying, okay, let me pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, I didn't intend to go down this, this lane. Um, how are you, or are you, I mean, it's probably pretty early. Um, how are you cultivating that, that, um, that gut instinct with your girls? Uh, I don't think I'm doing it yet with my kids. Is this, uh, but you being a pastor, I mean, are you doing that with your, your girls yet? I'm trying because the one thing that bothers me, um, 
I, I like that my girls are really friendly, like Haven, especially the oldest one. She is super friendly. Both of them are very loving and affectionate, but I'm concerned. Um, you know, it's like, I don't want them to be so friendly and affectionate that they assume everybody means them well. Yeah. 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 It's like, I'm trying to find a balance. I don't want to teach them evil in advance to expect the worst. Yeah. But, um, I, I just, my fear is what happens when I'm not around and the wrong person is around. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to teach them, you know, I've, talk to them about kidnappers and yeah. people that hurt little kids and things like that. And it's like, it's hard for them to fathom and wrap their yeah. mind around. Like they just be like, why? Well, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to um, kind of educate them in the sense of things that they need to hear because they're so young yeah. and they're so friendly. They're so open. You know, all they know yeah. is love. Because you are fashionista, if there were a fashion trend, and because hair is sometimes an extension of your fashion sense, so fashion mm-hmm. trend or hairstyle that you could bring back from the past, or you mm-hmm. would condemn forever. It could be something, a current trend or a past trend, and it could even predate you. What uh, fashion trend or era would you bring back or condemn forever? I would definitely bring everything 70s back. I love mm. the 70s. love everything about the 70s, the hair, the clothes. Like, mm. I would bring all of it back now. Really? The 80s? Yeah. Oh, I love it. The 80s? Okay. Most of the 80s I hate, except for like... What? Oh, oh man. Like, I didn't know you was going to say that. Oh, I hate it. Like, I... This... this purple hair and this this pink <laughs> hair that everybody's wearing spread like yeah. I hate it so much. <laughs> I just cannot get with it. Like I don't know, like the colored hair. Red mm. is probably the most acceptable, but purple, blue, green. I I think because red is a natural hair color for some people. No, nah, but we seeing Kool Aid red. We we seeing red red. So that ain't like that don't run like, nobody's head that red. I hate it. I hate it. I just I just <laughs> all of it. Like I haven't seen it done tastefully yet. It just okay. always seems like outlandish. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, and I don't want to put you in a spot to say yeah or nay. I'll just say this: I think I've seen Rihanna do red in a way that didn't look horrible. But you don't have to. Maybe. You don't have to nod yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I will say to me, if you are a pop star, a rock star, it's it. So she could okay. definitely get away with it because that's her profession. Or say, for mm-hmm. example, if you're like a bartender, it's mm-hmm. it. Damn for right. you. Right. But when you just want to go on to work every day, or <laughs> you know, like I. To me, the whole yeah. vibe doesn't fit. I don't, I don't understand where we're going with this. Well, let me change gears. Um, I want to get into all the stuff that we kind of alluded to in the beginning while we were just going over the highlights. I want to start with the book. And, mm-hmm. man, Shawnee, uh, that book 
was so raw, so transparent. Like, and I, I kind of assumed by the title, okay, yeah, it's going to be some stuff in here. But dang, um, <laughs> I was like, I commend you on the, um, you know what, you know what, it, how much you accept yourself that you could be able to share that much and know that, you know, once it hits print, it's permanent, you know? And so um, I was just, my jaw just dropped about how transparent you were. And so it, it made me want to ask, was it easy to be so transparent in your book because you've been so thoroughly healed from, you know, insecurity? Or did you feel like you had to do it because that's part of, uh, like, culminating the healing process? You know, like, like um, if I don't tell it more, then I'm going to kind of stagnate or stymie the process. That makes sense. Yeah, I would say the more that I wrote, the more that I felt free to share. Mm. Um, Writing the book was a healing thing for me because I had sat down before and tried to write, and there were certain areas of my life that I wasn't really happy with at the time that I sat down and tried to write, and I just really couldn't. It was things I needed resolve on personally. And so once I got the resolve, I was able to move forward and just share. And it was kind of like, I think I reached the point where um, I just really believe God loves me, that he had the best for me, like that he wasn't tripping on the things that maybe I was or anybody else. And I didn't, I just really didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what anybody yeah. thought negatively about what I had to share. You know, you just yeah. kind of like, this is going to help whoever is going to help. You know, people going to yeah. have negative things to say either way. And honestly, that would be the only reason for a person not to share what they've been through because they care about how they're going to be perceived or what someone is going to say. You just said something that I think is really... Was really is really profound. I don't want to gloss over that. You said, well, you thought about you. You put a lot of focus on well, this is going to help somebody, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's so applicable to any time we uh, are so self conscious. The cure to that is well, just focus on serving other people. You kind of mm-hmm. kind of serve your way out of this selflessness or this this hyper self awareness. You know that can yep. be inhibiting. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. And also, I, too, I'm, I'm not there I'm yet, so, but I'm just keep on yourself. But <laughs> but the book bless. But go ahead. <laughs> I'll say this: too. I I feel like people always kind of put me on this pedestal in different circles I ran in, and mm. especially women, they have a bad habit of looking at you. You know, they'll say, "Oh, she looks like this. She dressed like mm-hmm. that. She worked here. She's done this." Like people find mm-hmm. out little things about you, and they put you on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. And the problem I kind of run into is you end up when people perceive you as kind of being flawless, you end up running off the people you're supposed to help. So because I'm supposed to help women with their insecurities and self-esteem issues. I attract insecure women and women with self-esteem issues, Mm -hmm. but because they perceive me a certain way, Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. I used to run into this problem where I felt like I had to prove that I was down to earth. You know, okay. uh, women, yeah. women, women would join the church, Fred. They would join the church, and they would be like, at least two, three, four women would be like, you know, her husband is so friendly, but she ain't friendly. Or <laughs> they would be like, uh, you know, did I do something to offend you? And the, the problem mm. is, number one, I'm more introvert than Gail. Gail's extrovert. He don't know a stranger. Yep. He be talking yep. to people and won't yep. remember their name or anything they said. He's the freaking Walmart greeter of the year. Okay. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. Me, yeah. I build relationships organically, like over yeah. time. Yeah. And so he would be going out to eat with their husbands and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause me and y'all could get together and there's no expectation for y'all to be best friends after that. Right. Like y'all right. sticking it. Right. Women are different. Like these wives would want all my time and they would be like, okay, so when are we going to do this again? Are we friends now? <laughs> you know? And so they would think I would be acting funny. Yeah. But my personality is more, I build relationships organically. If you tell me your birthday and that your mom died last year, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to remember your birthday, her name, everything, because yeah. I don't just get in conversation to be in conversation. You know, I'm more of yeah. a loner. So when we're conversing, I'm remembering everything. So yeah. I would run into a lot of these insecure um, women and like they would be very uh, with or they would expect me to shun them or reject them based off of mm. how they were perceiving me. Mm-hmm. So I felt the burden of being transparent in the book to say, listen, after everything I've experienced and I've been through, not only do I understand where you are, but I, I don't think I'm better than anybody. Okay, yeah. the same grace that you depend on, I needed it to get where I am and to stay here. So yeah. I really wanted to share um, just kind of some of the things I've experienced so that people could sense, like, you know, you can't look at people and assume what their life has been like or who they really are. There's always mm-hmm. more beyond what you see. So that's a large part of why I really felt like, man, you know, I, I got to share, share. We interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener, we want to deepen our connection. There are a few ways to do that. First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And of course, chances are that if you like the show, your friends will too. So be sure to post, share, and repost on all of your social media outlets. Also, don't be shy. Connect with Fred B on Twitter using the handle EdFredTalks, spelled Fred T-A-L-X. After you've completed those two steps, visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash fredtalks. Remember, talks is spelled T-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, imagine how electric a live Fred Talks session would be. Oh. 
Sure, recordings are great, but when it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented, motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks.com to get the conversation started. That's all for now. Let's get you back to the show. I mean, this was your first book, though, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have yep. other topics that you, like, flirted with? Because I'm like, you come out the gate with this? <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yes. <know>? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, right now I'm in the process of um, just kind of formatting some different thoughts on a devotional, something a little bit more light, lighthearted and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, something for an everyday thing, mostly a platform for me to be able to share all of my different little stories and kind of tie them into like a a devotional format. Um, But yeah, that was uh, my first book. I felt like I I really prayed and was like, God, you know, you're pushing me to write, you're pushing me to write, you're pushing me to write. What do you want me to write about? And so I really, uh, multiple times, when I would pray about it, felt the burden to write about insecurity. So I knew like that that was the thing, that was mm-hmm. the opener for me to write yeah. for. But this time mm-hmm. around, it'll be something a little bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be fair, though, to be fair, you, your your blog site kind of balances it out because you you know oh, we yeah. do get to see a more humorous side of you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but with this book, not only did you mm-hmm. launch the book, but you also established a um, book club around it. So yeah. how easy was it? Did, did you find that people were, were, they showed up ready to be transparent or did they have to warm up to that? Because, you know, because you were so transparent, did it kind of disarm them? Let me, let me, let me, let me ask it this way. Mm-hmm. What, did you have to like poke and prod and probe? to get people to be transparent or were they really uh, willing to go there with you because you went there first? And do you observe any type of trends or themes um, either in the book club or being a pastor? Do you see it in the church uh, where certain issues are associated more with males versus females and and vice versa? You follow one? Well, yep, I do. Okay. I will say with the book club, I had a lot of people um, that would reach out to me personally. They were uncomfortable doing it in a forum mm-hmm. um, because it, the book kind of touched people at different points and made them revisit a lot of different things, and yeah. they just didn't really want to talk about it with other people, yeah. but they would come to me, email me, ask me different questions which mm-hmm. was really good because it was a way for me to see how it was helping people and mm-hmm. um, that they were getting what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now, the men were less likely to ask a lot of different questions, but the men that did read it and participate would really, mm-hmm. like, give me feedback in the sense that it was hitting home. Yeah, like, that's that all we're going to do. Cert- <laughs> yeah, they, were- <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they weren't all like... 
You did that. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> they didn't give me no personal stories or anything, but um, yeah, yeah. they they were they gave me feedback in that sense. Now, women were way more expressive, of course, and communicated details and all of those different things. Yeah. But I did learn that in a lot of ways, we do share some of the same insecurities. We just express them differently. Mm. Can you can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, definitely, I would say um, body image oh, is okay. the same yeah. Yeah. for, for male yeah. and female. We just express it different. I think women, um, I think we have more pressure concerning uh, body image than men do. But I think yeah. both share it. You know, yeah, they just share agree. it in, in different ways. Um you know, it's crazy when you think about the extremities of that. Like, you see these dudes with big old pot bellies hanging over <laughs> their belt and got the audacity, <laughs> the temerity to critique some woman who just got a little bit of love handles, a slight muffin Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out here. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's we ain't definitely. gone through, like, birthing no babies. And, like, we can't even justify ours. You know, it's crazy. It's wild out here. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you. Yep. And I think, too, um, the insecurity that can come from uh, whatever home environment you came from. Like, I grew up in a home with both parents, but it wasn't until I got married and started having kids that I was like, man, they messed up there. Or they didn't teach Mm. me that or didn't tell me that. That's so real you start to learn where, you know, your parents may have failed or where they didn't really uh, give you the tools that you needed. And it produces a sense of insecurity that male and female share. Some people experience the insecurity of not having had a father there or a mother there, or, Mm -hmm. I mean, it varies across the board. Some people had their parents there, but they weren't really there. Like I said, didn't give them all the tools that they needed for life to prepare them for life. And so um, there is insecurity associated with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Okay. All right. So with, with the ladies that were reaching out to you, I guess, I guess I would say, I would imagine that guys didn't reach out to you in the same way. One, just because we're guys, but also I Mm -hmm. think maybe they felt like it would have been inappropriate, you know, like, what I look like telling you, like, yes, yeah, Tommy. You know, I mean, no, just one, because you're a lady, but then also you, you're a married woman as well. That just kind of seemed a little foul. Like, I would definitely pause, you know, before I just ran to do that. Um, do you feel like, have, have any of the women, um, and if you feel comfortable answering this, have any of the women, as a result of reading your book and even reaching out to you, have they gone to counseling that? Because I can imagine that some of this triggered some things that they may have suppressed for so long. And, you know, you answer mm-hmm. them through Facebook or you answer them through email. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that's cool for a little bit, you know, but maybe that's not sufficient. <clears throat> I, in the book, actually encourage them to go see a therapist. I say it multiple times because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like, number one, in the church, 
for Lord. years. They have not taught <laughs> about therapy. And then in the African-American community, we Lord. got two whammy. So if you there go you to go. church and you black, you think uh-huh. you're crazy if you need to go see a therapist because we've been trained that that's for people that's crazy to go have to uh-huh. sit and talk to somebody and get a yep. psychiatrist. But for me, yep. when I went to see a therapist, it wasn't because I thought something was wrong with me. I actually went, get this, I went and saw a therapist because one of our overseers was like, you know, I encourage all my pastors to mm-hmm. go see a therapist mm-hmm. and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So I go see yep. this lady. I'm yep. there to talk about something else. Right. But a skilled therapist knows how to target whatever your issues are. So this woman started asking me these different questions. And every, oh, listen, she, every question she asked me, the answer led back to, well, because I feel ashamed. Like yeah. every last single question, well, I feel ashamed yeah. or I feel ashamed. Did you say that to so, her or did you kind of just yes. like acknowledge? Oh. No, she, listen, she was so skilled and so smart. She's yeah. been a therapist for like 28 years. Yeah. Um, And she would ask me different questions and like a smart therapist does. They yeah. ask you these, they know the answer, but they're leading you to the answer. Mm-hmm. So no matter the topic, the question, the answer always led back to, well, I did that because I felt ashamed. Or I felt ashamed. Yeah. I felt ashamed. Yeah. Man, when I mm-hmm. left that lady, I got in my car and drove the 35 minutes home and <laughs> cried all the way home. Like, I am <laughs> jacked up. And yeah. where do I start? Like, how do I fix this? Like, I didn't right. realize I had the issues I had until she started yeah. uncovering them. And I actually had like mild <laughs> depression maybe for like a mm-hmm. week after that, because mm-hmm. for the first time in your life, somebody is uncovering all of these things mm-hmm. that you kind of tucked away and you panic. Like, yeah. when, when did this get here and how do I fix all of this? Yeah. But it was a life changing thing for me. Like it was the thing that really helped me. And so I multiple times in the book say, you need to go see a therapist. You have to talk out all of these different things. And I kind of took mm-hmm. them through a process of what it was like for me. And um, we actually have one of the pastors at our church is a very skilled therapist. And I always send a lot of people to her. Mm-hmm. Um, will recommend, you know, when, when people will be coming to me about the book, wanting to talk about things, when we hit a roadblock where I knew my experiences could no longer serve them, I'm not going to try to act like a therapist. I'm going to send you right. to somebody who's skilled enough to really help you continue your process of healing. And so one girl, though, actually told me, and this is the thing, this is the problem that you run into where people will get a book, It'll start the process of healing. It'll help them. But then after the $15 that they paid, Mm. the value of it has run out. And you suggested them to go pay $40 to $60 an hour to see a therapist. They'll say it's too expensive. Now, this girl, she, she told me she was suffering from depression, had suicidal thoughts. You know, I'm like, you have to go see a therapist. Have you been to a therapist? Or she said, yeah, I was going, but you know, it got too expensive. Too expensive? Too expensive? Like, you're still getting your hair done. 
you know, you're not missing any meals. You go, you go out to eat. You do all of this stuff, but you don't want to pay a therapist. So I think the issue becomes what people put value on, and I really try to direct them to your healing should be valuable to you because nothing else you achieve outside of being healed is really going to work. <clears throat> Listen, y'all already know I hate to interrupt the vibe once we get going, but I also want to make sure that we're pacing ourselves and we're not just overwhelming you with all of this information, all of this content at once. So what we're going to do is we're going to pause for right now, allow you to chew on that, and then make sure y'all come back for the continuation of the conversation. All right. As always, I appreciate you tuning in one more again with your guy while you're here. Just a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fred Talks is available on every podcast platform. And hey, run me those stars, fam. If you appreciate the show, say so. Log on to Apple iTunes and drop me a line about what you enjoy about the podcast. Leave that five-star review so the podcast becomes easier to find for others who are looking for something just like this. You probably don't think it's much support because it doesn't cost you much, but it absolutely means a lot to me that you would take a moment to do that for me. So thank you in advance. Hey, y'all have a great week. Tune in next week for another dope episode.